0: Welcome, 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 welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Woke Bros. I'm your gracious co-host, Big Waz. Of course, as always, my compadre, Michael Brooks. He's come with a special guest today, but before we get to that, I just want to remind everybody to... If you're in the Northeast corridor, whether that be Connecticut, New York, New Jersey tri-state, DC and Maryland, um shout out to my people in Baltimore, Philadelphia. Man, we taping this on a Wednesday. Y'all got waxed by Boston last night, man. I'm I'm sorry for the Philadelphia people out there. Make sure you make your way to Cambridge, Massachusetts. The Middle East in Cambridge, man, See, count the dings alive. Uh, featuring myself, of course, Amin Al-Hassan, Zach Harper, Tom Habistro, the evil producer, Jade Hoy, Mariano, Black Trade, Rob Lopez, the, the junior producer-in-chief. Um, the whole crew, man. Eden, uh, Nitsan, everybody you've come accustomed to loving on the Count of Dings crew, man. They'll be in Boston. We actually locked in a couple of special guests. Um, I'll be the first one well, the first to announce Henry. Henry Henry Abbott, the founder of True Hoop, the God, the Godfather, man. If you if you care about this analytics game, man, it's probably because of Henry Abbott. We just locked him in as a guest. Of course, Pablo Torre, aka Pablo Bore. <laughs> For those of you who like to watch the Levitar show. He's going to be in attendance. And we got a few more people coming through, man. But you definitely want to make sure to get your tickets. It's getting closer and closer to the dates. Them things is moving like hotcakes all of a sudden. Uh, 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 I guess we got a bunch of lazy-ass fans, Mike. I don't know. These things came out in (laughs) November. Now all of a sudden they procrastinate and now they got to it. But, you know, make sure you get to Cambridge, Massachusetts, the Middle East, Count the Dings Live on March the 2nd. And, of course, man, just now on Twitter, Michael Brooks, the TMBS crew, just announced the L.A. live show with the TMBS crew, man. Woo! We ready, man. Could you talk a little bit about that, Michael?
1: This is going to be a vicious show, and we're straight off of the, like, we packed the bell house. It was an amazing success. We had such a good night. We had... Alona, we had Boscar, who's here with me right now. We had Trevor Beaulieu, who also should be on this pod with us, too. We had Mike Racine. And the L.A. lineup, like, there's going to be no sophomore slump. We came out, we hit a home run, we're coming out again, and we're going to clean up with Big Waz, my comrade, my brother, my fellow woke bro, he's there. Anna Kasparian, the... Incredible, multi-talented executive producer, co-host of The Young Turks there. Nando Vila, he's one of the best talk show hosts, political analysts in the game. You've seen his documentaries on Fusion and a lot of other cable and digital outlets. He's a brilliant dude. And there might actually be a a fourth surprise guest, but that lineup right there just, I mean – It's worth the price of admission, man. Like, what are you talking about? We're going to be doing it at the bootleg theater April 20th, 420 show, Saturday, 8.30 p.m. You can get VIP tickets, uh, same deal as New York, VIP tickets. You can hang out with us for a couple hours before. A lot of people did that, I think almost 90-something, maybe 100 people did that in New York. We had a great time seeing everybody and the pictures and all of that will i be wearing a, an italian suit or a track suit you don't know yet is it sicilian or slavic so get your tickets go to the bootleg theater uh, click on the michael brooks show and also uh, eventbrite has them and we'll be tweeting it out regularly i always say this who knows maybe people will procrastinate uh, but you know literally this got shout out to patrons last night Uh, And just the first tweet up went up like an hour ago. And like if if the pace holds up, we'll be sold out like in a couple of weeks. So get them quick because I know people and then don't even like forget about when Anna starts hyping it on TYT. Get them quick.
0: Yeah, and I want to say, Mike. Since it's the LA show, you got to make a correction from Slavic to Italian. You got to do it Armenian or Persian, bro. That's oh, oh yeah, that's Most the definitely. LA wave, brother. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Armenian tracksuit. I don't. I mean, I, trust the
0: me, su- the actual they, they, they do suits
1: it. I have though are not Persian looking. Okay, <laughs> that is a different style. But our, but I stand corrected, and certainly with the great Anna there. All love to the. Uh, to the great LA Armenian community. All right, so with us on this expedition is Bhaskar Sunkara, and I always and it's fucking crazy because he's actually a really good friend, like you. This is actually a friend of mine who I do work with, but it's not just work. We actually hang out, um, and so I apologize if I fuck up your name. Is my long roundabout way of saying that.
2: It's okay, man. I'm like, I'm like what what they, uh, what that Native American man told me in uh,
1: middle school. As long as you say with respect, well, I say, excessive respect and excessive And he in the
2: Washington football team,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know. is the founder of Jacobin magazine, you've got to be reading it, Jacobin. You know, certainly in the political world, and you know, obviously, Wise and I are regular readers, but I actually just want to make a really quick pitch that if you're just hearing about it for the first time, I'll just be blunt. If you hear a Marxist magazine with a name like Jacobin, like this comedian, Frank Conniff, I was on a show with him recently, and the host said, Oh, and Michael has a new piece out for Jacobin. And Frank Conniff was like, Yeah, I write for Jack Offabin. You know, like that's the – people get – but I would say while Jacobin is incredibly smart and will give you a much better understanding of how the world works, it's well-designed, it's pop literate, it's not trying to be stuffy, and it isn't. So check it out if you haven't yet. Boschgard is one of the most important, uh you know, of our generation's voices in politics, and he also happens, in addition to being – a full-fledged dirty commie, like Waz calls me, and Waz <laughs> is
0: himself, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, we can we can be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. We can be candid Bosh- here, also, that's what black opinions matters for. Right,
1: Boscar is also a the most committed Knicks fan I've actually ever met in my life. Like I wonder, he's almost like the kind of guy who could like keep a mail like a PO box at Madison Square Garden type of Knicks fan. And so I just wanted to open – I've been wanting to connect all of us for a while. You guys are both TMBS regulars in addition to liking each other's work anyway. But I just wanted to get this conversation started by saying is being a, a communist and being a Knicks fan, is that like – do you see that as part of the same thing or is this just two sub-personalities you have going are you, on? Are
0: you asking me this or are you asking Boscar? Because it's so Bhaskar obvious and- – has I'm to be the same thing. You could jump in anytime, man.
1: Well, you know, I, I wouldn't even call. I, I don't call myself a communist. You know, I'm, I'm a. You're a communist. A, yeah. I'm, Come know. on. I'm trying to sex it up for the show. Socialism. It, 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 socialism has no socialism danger war, anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know, right?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I would say that I have a lot of patience. You know, I believe in. I believe in the lost cause. I believe in the 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 underdog. You know, that, that's my only consistent part of my politics. Is I believe in kind of uh, redemption, like either you know a good Christian or right. bad communist, you know, same you know, same thing. And even right now, I trust I trust the leadership. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the most communist <laughs> part about being a Knicks fan. I'm like, wow, not Dolan. You know, Dolan's a comeback, but this Scott Perry guy, you know, his New Orleans draw. You know,
1: I, I trust him. You just trust him. Yeah, I trust him.
2: You know, they they say Porzingis is the god one day. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> get my Brazilian you know, get my <laughs> The next day, like Brazilian and his brother Yadis, these, these fucking ungrateful Europeans are in there causing trouble. I'm like, get the map, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm in it for the experience. I don't even want them to win necessarily. I just, I'm in for the ride. You,
1: you're so crushed that you don't even want them well, to li- Well, listen, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm 29 years old. Uh, I'm going to be 30 in, in June. Uh, there's 30 teams in the NBA. I think there's a good chance that. I will not live to see the Knicks win a championship, <laughs> so I'm just preparing for that outcome, you know. Um, but like, like a Christian, you know, you know that Christ is coming and right. all that, all that shit is going to happen. I don't know. I'm not. I don't, I'm not. i not. I'm not myself a student of the the good book. But um, <laughs> but you know, I know that one day there will be
1: there will be a victory. W- was uh, told a really interesting story recently about his very intellectually driven uh, flip to atheism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm just being honest and truthful. That's the best. <laughs> honest like- and truthful. And because, you know, just to repeat the story so Boscar can have some context, yeah, sure. uh, we were doing sex ed in my Catholic school in eighth grade. And it was sex ed through the prism of what it means to know the rules of sex as a Christian, right, through the prism of a Christian. So basically it's like, you know, obviously no sex till marriage, you know, um, any th- any kind of sexual act with another person that even af- even Inside the marriage, any sexual act that happens without um that completely takes out the possibility of having a kid is out of question. So it's like using a condom with your wife is technically a sin. It's like all of these technical I agree, very technical things. I know, right? <laughs> all these very <laughs> technical things were being explained to me. And then I asked um Father Malagreca, Monsignor Malagreca, I said uh, because he was the the pastor of our church was actually our teacher, by the way. Um, I said to him, so what about masturbation? Is that a sin in the eyes of the Lord? And he was like, yes, of course. It's a sexual act, not in the service of procreating, you know. And that's basically when I decided I had to become an atheist.
1: <laughs> I love that's such a better, You know, because I, I am so—I've become, like, so—I'm, like—I mean, I don't want to actually identify myself as an atheist anyways. I really am an agnostic. But, like, just— the amount of like nerdy, like, and that's when I discovered that, you know, the, the Bertrand Russell, oh, no, clear actions, as day whatever, for me. could not be refuted by the by biblical, you're just like, don't jerk off. I'm like, that's crazy. Now. Like, you the idea that. I, <laughs> that is, is the, the most thing. healthy, sane response to religious repression. Like, that should actually just be basically the global critique of religion. So W- Was what is um, what is how do you say uh bro in Creole?
0: Bro, I mean yeah. partner, which is partner. just you know yeah, which like, is just the say, right? person of saying partner. Partner. partner, partner. yeah. Partner? <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you connect being a Bernie partner with <laughs> this? With the Knicks, mm, that's tough. That's tough. Well, you know what? Actually, it's not that tough because Bernie is so ascendant. And if you're a Knicks fan and you've been reading the tea leaves, it seems like they're going to win this summer. Like, it really, really seems like it. Like it and I'm somebody who's not a Knicks fan, right? Like, I say it all the time. Like, I want to see the Knicks do well because a lot of the people who I care about in my life love the Knicks. So I want to see them happy. Like, Wait, who's I, you root for? I, I don't root for anybody. You don't root for anybody because am your basketball, therapy. Not even. I just stopped caring about that kind of thing a long time ago. I'm just a basketball atheist, too. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm consistent, Michael, if, if not anything yes. else, you know?
1: Yes, that's true.
0: But Bernie yeah. is so obviously ascended. He's so obviously on the right path. He's so obviously tapped into something, right? Um, right. The Knicks, and, and like you said, Scott Perry and Steve Mills, and by the way, um, Fisdale, the first of it, the first triumvirate of his kind, the first president, GM and head coach ever in the history of basketball, American basketball, that's never happened before. Which is another like kinda cool wrinkle about what the Knicks are doing right now.
2: That's um, one of the thing Dolan did. Dolan always tires hires black front office execs and, and promotes people. You know, that's you
0: know. always. He's just a sucker for just slick black dudes, man. It's it's ridiculous. He's it's a like
2: white. She, so why
0: don't you say so why do you not <laughs> like why? Wait, what was that? Why you do, know, I, do that
2: I not <laughs> harassment of the black women?
1: No, you know. well, <laughs> <hold on. laughs> right. Well. He is Dolan.
0: Yeah, no, he is Dolan. But no, the Knicks just <laughs> seem to be trending in all the right ways, even if you're paying attention to what's, what happened a few weeks ago with Kyrie where there was this uproar where he's like – You know, no, I don't know what I'm going to do on July 1st. Right. Like my contract's going to be up. A bunch of teams are going to want my request, my services. I think I'm going to hear people's offers. And that that started an uproar. And, you know, KD, the Knicks clear up a bunch of traps, a bunch of cap space, which leaves them their books completely clean, able to sign whomever they want, whoever's willing to take their money. And KD spends the next 10 days not talking to media. Right, <laughs> like just that act, just the mere act of the Knicks doing that. This guy preemptively stopped talking to the media. Like it just seems to be going in the right direction for both parties. Um, and, allowing itself
1: you know, to feel a little hope, a little bit of a tremor. No, I feel good. The, yeah, I feel good. I just wonder the wondered, God Body return. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. We
0: got one more thing. KD's. 35 Media, whatever his production company is. Mind you, most people put their production companies in LA because most productions happen in LA. He bought office space in New York. I I don't know what else to tell you guys, bro. No one
1: one just buys office space in New York. And this is, by the way, another... This is actually a good time. I'm going to shoehorn in. NBA players are privileged workers but absolutely are workers because the only people that like just buy office space in New York because what the hell are like Russian oligarchs. Like, even if right. you're Katie, wouldn't you're just say me. like, yeah, let me just do that. It's cold, it's overly expensive, it's right. actually inconvenient relative to LA for right. basic production stuff. Like, that's a, that's a very strong signal from a real estate perspective.
0: It just doesn't make any sense. Like, those Russian oligarchs are doing it because it's like, why don't I park money in the US? Because... Right. Vladimir Putin might one day decide I don't deserve to have money anymore and I'll have that. <laughs> like, it's obvious why they're doing that, right? Um, th- with KD, it's a lot less obvious. And obviously his business manager, partner, agent, whatever you want to call him, um, Rich Kleinman is a New York guy. Uh, this is, I, I don't know. I don't know how else to put this. This seems like it's happening. And so does Bernie. How do we get in on being one of
2: these, like, business partners, managers one of these stars? Because, like, uh, how does <laughs> this guy seem mediocre as hell? It's like, you know, I don't know.
0: Oscar, yeah. I literally had this conversation this morning with a friend who's tapped into that world over there in the Bay Area. And he's just like, the crazy thing is Rich Kleinman is an amateur at this particular thing. The only reason... Literally the only, you, the reason why you ask, it's important that you know this, the reason why he has that job is because he worked at Rock Nation with Jay-Z back when they were only a music thing. He literally used to manage Wale. Jay-Z opened a sports division, he let him manage Kevin Durant, and here we are.
1: <laughs> I can, I'm just like, as you tell that story, I'm, I'm picturing Dame Dash going into like anaphylactic mm-hmm. shock. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we are cohen and na 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 nah. but you got but seriously. He actually don't. was a genius, Dame Dash. Okay, yeah. make the case for Dame Dash. Well this I mean I like, mean like yeah. look, look where he put a
2: lot of his money into. It was about supporting uh, smaller artists. He was right. he had a bunch of ambitious ideas that were his had his heart in the right place about, you know, giving studio time to up and coming um artists, things like that. You know, maybe he was a bad businessman. No, do
1: you remember actually because uh, I think this was a little bit like I don't know. Actually, you would have been invited to one of these too, but it was a little while ago. I know Wise came to one. Do you remember those um those communion parties that we used to um that Phil and I used to organize? Yes, like yes, in, in yes like, I Minnesota? remember. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So one of the, the our partner on that was this a uh, really brilliant uh, dude, Chuck Welch,
0: okay. who's like
1: a you know he's like a brand strategy culture strategist guy. Um, I I think it's culture rupture is his thing, but. He actually had a piece recently, and I don't remember whether he wrote it himself or it was somebody else that he was uh, tweeting out. But it was all about how, like, the wrong lessons in hip-hop from Dame Dash. And it was, like, basically because of – essentially because of, like, the pure capitalism of rap lyrics and uh, of a certain type of rap and, like, just the kind of, like, Victor goes the spoils discourse – and like not having room for, you know, just like the more complicated reality of somebody like Dame Dash, that a guy who actually was really successful and really important, like he became like a laughing stock
0: when- Yeah, it's stupid. Because people just don't know, it's stupid because people just don't really understand the story, right? Uh, The bottom line is a lot of the things that has enriched Jay-Z, uh, whether it be his liquor brand, whether it be Rock, Rockefeller, I mean, whether it be Rockefeller Records, period, whether it be uh, Rock Aware, which he ended up selling to the Russians for like $180 million, um, all of these things were ideas pioneered pioneered by Dane first, right? They, founding of Rock Aware was Dame's idea, it was like, Jay, let's, we we um, make sure that shit like Iceberg and Air Force Ones fly off the shelf, Yankee hats. We can just make clothes, right? And that's what they did. And it ended up being um, a very successful endeavor. Uh, they, the first— Well, doesn't um, that make
1: the—I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to—actually, I'll, I'll go really nerdy here for a second, though. Sure. I always found—I uh, think it's on You Don't Know— the fact that he would found his own clothing label after he dissed Dapper Dan like that. You remember that?
0: I mean, well, that's a little bit different. Dapper Dan was just straight up making fake clothes, right? Like not, No, I understand he was making fake clothes, but at the same but time, like, but, it's again, but that's
1: different. the game dash principle. You could take it as he was just making knockoffs uptown, or you could say... That's a pretty resourceful guy who had an interesting small business and outfitted like everybody in the late 80s. And by the way, uh, Sonia Santamayor is part of the reason that Dapper Dan got taken down.
0: Damn, I think that's she's tough.
1: part of the legal team on I no copyright idea. infringements or something. Yeah, that's it. New York is crazy, it's so incestuous.
0: But, yes, so, so, you know, Dame's business savvy and acumen and the adamance that everything they did remained owned, that they got to own all of their stuff. Like, they were huge on ownership. Like, all of these principles that Jay-Z now, you know, will tell you, like, I don't move without these principles. They were pioneered by Dame from the start where, you know— People who got in the game to manage or whatever and artists and all of that, like they jerked a lot of artists. Dame was a guy that like actually empowered a lot of people. And, you know, he is the guy that took a chance on Kanye. He is like he pioneered a lot of these things. Um, Again, like you said, he's a complicated guy. He's a flawed guy like all of us. And he did have some clown aspects to him. But I mean, the guy's resume is unimpeachable in, in my opinion. When you guys think about – now I, I agree. I, I actually – and it's
1: I think it's it's also like this time period we're in would be the time where somebody where like Dame Dash would probably start to at least culturally like get his due for a variety of reasons, including like I think even the ways that he – like I think his emotionalism is actually probably more acceptable right now um, in terms of – just like clickable content, even which is really cynical way of talking about it, but I think it's true. But um I was just thinking before, like we were talking about like like the NBA and fan culture, and we have like the complete contrast here of Mr. Waz, who at 14 is like willing, like I will throw Genesis on the floor. If I <laughs> If I can't rub it to Foxy Brown, I <laughs> over two thousand years of teaching and culture, my friend. <laughs> like, and then on the other, we have Boscar, who's like bringing an almost like Soviet mentality to supporting the Knicks. Well, I mean, you know
2: your team is bad, right? Right. But you know what's going to happen after is going to be even worse, right? You know, like literally the. <laughs> Putin is basically running the, the Brooklyn uh, Nets. Like I, I can't get down the road. Of course, like, This place not. is a hellhole. Oh no, none and of that. It's us... super dark. It's deep You yeah. know, I, I almost tripped and fell last time I was at the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Imagine if I was like an older person. Uh, <laughs> forgot who? Maybe so, so, someone. Uh, someone said that like the Nets were trying to kill poor people. Oh, I, they literally because <laughs> they had true. the Staples Center lighting, but nothing else from the Staples Center. I uh, know. They, they steep, everything
1: but, about that project is meant to kill poor people. It's There's no doubt about that. But my question is, is like, when you take it to politics, it's really interesting because, like, I feel like the the thing a couple years ago was, like, the quote-unquote serious people, and you still see that, like, they still are just like, you know, Howard Schultz is walking around, and they're still disproportionately represented in cable news. But that's whole, like, oh, you know, I just call it like I see them, and, you know, you're not supposed to be passionate about anything. Uh, And now it's like I see a split where I see some people have gotten really passionate about actual things like everybody needs to get health care. We need to reform the police. We need to, you know, move off of the carbon economy. We need to stop killing people overseas or, you know, whatever it is, like a passion for actual things. And then on the other hand, some of the political discourse that I see on especially Twitter, I will say it's like, dude, why are you not? rooting for the Knicks or just like sharing Cardi b, pro like, cause if you would want to be like a fan of like a part of fan culture and relate to it as a personality cult, why not sports or music? It's better than politics. I mean, is what I'm saying. Make any sense? Yeah, well,
2: well I, th- I think for one thing, if anything among a lot of young people on political Twitter, I think there's even like they go to the extreme of not having enough loyalty. That so well only, that's true. So it's often like, yeah, they, they, they were really into Bernie in twenty sixteen, but now they're like, Oh, what about this, Bernie? What about this? Oh, there's a big controversy and Bernie hasn't written a statement. You know, oh, people God. freaked out about Bernie's statement on Venezuela.
0: <laughs> whereas right, the Venezuelan
2: right. government, Madero reposted it and was like oh you know a statement of support from Bernie Sanders it was like a mixed statement like it should be right or I right. should say nothing because it's a it's like he has nothing to gain by venturing into this and it could be used against him but I, I think loyalty and a certain level of kind of discipline and a manner of engagement that's positive and whatnot is lacking partially because a lot of these spaces are very uh middle class and they're particularly white middle-class not Mm -hmm. white people are different but because some of our cultures still have feudal aspects right you know my my family was not middle-class but i myself grew up you know middle-class they were you know moving on up in in the u.s but you know i still have some feudal aspects to my 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 culture you know my um you know um dad or mom is saying something Yeah, i i won't talk back
1: to them you know like right. little, little things right. like, so like the fuck you mom yeah. Bernie fucking didn't write yeah. a statement at 3am that yeah. conformed to all of the demands yeah. of the DSA caucus for the plenary order of yeah I know what you're saying but I guess what I meant is not even necessarily like, I mean I don't know I want Watts to talk about loyalty I agree with you 100% but I guess what I meant is not even like <sighs> To me, a a personality cult could also be negative in the sense that like all you're doing is filtering politics through like your own really small set of preferences, which you think subsume the whole world. And then it's either like Bernie's the boss, AOC's the savior, or it's like, oh, well, he didn't do that and she failed to do this. So fuck them. They're done. Mm -hmm. You know, like- and that's, and it's the same way you would say, like, oh, well, I don't like that new record. Like, yeah no, I don't like that new down. You album, can imagine you know? what these
2: people's dating lives are like. Right. They're <laughs> just used to being, like, all right, you know, on to the next one. You're
0: imagining that they have dating lives. That's... <laughs> right. Know, and to me, that's, that's the... I don't know. A lot of this is related to something that I feel oftentimes when I'm on the internet. It's like, how many of these people have been punched in the face before? Right? Like... <laughs> Like have been in a real fight before, like where it's just like, you know, you take your lumps and you go home and then you get up in the morning, you do something else and move on with your life. Like this lack of, you know, not to put virtue into like uh, maintaining a support for a politician, even somebody who I admire as much as Bernie Sanders. It's just like these people just haven't been through anything. Right. And the thing about Bernie that that I feel like kind of fucks it up too is that Bernie didn't technically didn't lose to them last time, right? <laughs> Which I think for like in a weird way, and he's kind of been rewarded for losing in the sense that he's become the biggest shit we've seen in a while in the party. And I think like that warps their thinking about this, but it just like, I'll have another Bernie. And it's like, no, you won't. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is like, no, you won't Like, this is important. Like, this shit has to happen right now. It's not guaranteed that another Bernie will come around. We waited
2: 150 like, years for one Bernie.
0: I mean, listen, like, just think about something. uh, a politician like Mondale and Clinton. Like, you would think, oh, we're going in the Mondale direction. No, we're not. We're headed to fucking Clinton, bro. (laughs) We're headed towards the crime bill. We're headed towards welfare reform. That shit could turn on a dime. And I think a lot of these young kids don't get that. They don't understand that intuitively, like, yo, the importance of this, the importance of, like, you know what, man? Um... We need to stick by this guy, even at the risk of being part of some cult of personality. Because at the end of the day, like, the cult of personality is trying to do what? Is he trying to invade Poland? No. <laughs> he's trying to give us health care. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, like, I, I don't like, and, and to your point, Boscar, like, they just don't get it. They don't get it fundamentally. Like, the idea that you could drop Bernie Sanders because he's no longer socialist enough be like it's insanity to me
2: yeah, and some of these kids were voting for hillary clinton two years ago you right. know i mean it's like uh
1: the zeal of the new convert like it happens yeah.
2: with everything right
1: yeah it's 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 sort yeah right it's kind of like as frivolous as pop culture but as heavy and as disturbing as like being in a cult and i think yeah no that's really true and i just also like I've been having a a hard time talking about Bernie because, and you know, like I'll, I'll wear it, you know, like oh, like Mike's a Bernie bro, he loves Bernie, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I do. Like, you give me a reason to not like him. I, I'm very adaptable, you know. Like, I think I am loyal, but I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm definitely not set in stone. But to me, it's like anytime I hear a good critique of Bernie that is smart and credible, it's always from somebody who is actually basically still generally kind of supportive of him, or it's like true, but it has nothing to do with like, you know, what's happening in politics. Like, I remember, I mean, the the most wild example of this to me was, and I don't want to drag 2016 up, but like, you know, Tana nehisi Coates wrote that piece about Bernie and reparations. and. I'm, I don't even actually care to get into that piece one way or another. I just thought it was amazing that Clinton people were running around with that piece. And I would ask them, I'd be yeah. like, wait, did I, no. did I miss, like, is there a Marcus Garvey vertical on Hillary Clinton's <laughs> website that I didn't see? Because my understanding is that <laughs> she definitely does not support reparations. And in fact, if we're being real, you know, the redistribution Bernie's talking about would actually be a huge transfer Um You know, of resources partially, significantly across.
2: That's why you voted for Bernie. And,
1: right, exactly. And the person who also did know this was Ta Nehisi Coates, who did, in fact,
0: say, you know, that's politics. That's politics, though, Mike. Like, when, and we talked about this, when the Russian Russian hackers and bots wanted to convert people, they didn't have to do much. Right? Like, when you really go into the quote-unquote rat fucking that these Russians may or may not have done, there was nothing intricate about it. There wasn't, like, three layers of precision and, and, like, just genius. It was just basic, just any run of the most stupid lie that could be disproved in 10 seconds, that could be made to look stupid in 10 seconds, and it worked. That's why the, hit, the Clinton people were like, oh, this sounds anti bernie let's go with it! Because Shit works <laughs> you know as stupid as that is it works bro it's you know that's how they cloud get... around someone too right
2: like, people don't really know that what's wrong with bernie but they know that something must be wrong oh there's something you know? Well,
1: no, yeah i've heard that's the thing like i've, I've had so many conversations where and because it, and it, it gets comical with him because it's like again you know it, I guess you know, like, there's been times where he's given some bad answers, or he's taken some a few bad votes, less than anybody else he's up against. But then it's like, you know, you just like people are pulling clips of him from the '80s, and the guy's fucking campaigning for Jesse yeah. Jackson. It's yeah,
0: like, um, it's like, and then it's <laughs> like, and then like, it's like Kamala Harris goes on the Breakfast Club and lies about listening to Tupac, right? Like <laughs> Harris
1: goes on the Breakfast Club. And literally, is first does the most hack like my family Jamaican may take an herb from a tree like (laughs) hack like (laughs) fucking, and then says, "Well, weed brings joy." And I've got no point. I was like, "Well, right," but you're Mrs. quote Bob Marley. You put people in prison for that joy. You destroy people's lives. I mean, it's not even just like. And this is where I'm really relativist, to be honest with you. It's like if you told me that Barack Obama cast some bad votes uh, on drugs, you know, I would disagree and I would say it's a valid thing to talk about. But it's also a different thing than personally locking them up. And and anytime you talk about – I mean that's another thing with with people who've gotten in for Bernie is it's like – well, with Bernie, there's just something wrong and it just is what it is and they can never define it. And actually, when they try to define it, ironically, they usually end up sounding, if I wanted to play this game myself, I would say uh, borderline to full-on anti-Semitic. <laughs> and then, like, mm-hmm. ah, he's grouchy and he yells, you know, like, oh, okay. And then, And then on the flip side, when it comes to, you know, like – Any other can't you know even like Biden or whoever? It's always like oh well you know at the time we needed to lock everybody up you know and now the most insane woke take I heard and we did this in my in post game the other day was uh like and I just want to get on this for a second and see what you guys think of this if Amy Klobuchar because this is my new response to every almost like every scandal right now unless it's like just, you know, truly beyond the pale, you know what I'm saying? But if Amy Klobuchar came out and said, you know, I was a horrible boss, I was really abusive and I recognized that, uh, you know, and I and I actually began a process to improve, bless you, and and I've taken responsibility for it. You know what my follow-up question would be if she said that? It would be like, what do you think of the Green New Deal? Because I would drop it completely. But she came out and he said, I'm hard on my staff because like I want big things for like myself and America, like completely (laughs) unrepentant for abusing people. And then there's a segment on MSNBC where these like, like this is like, if you were writing a, a sketch to undermine legitimate feminist critique, like. Of course, women candidates are held to different standards. Of course, there's a different application if a woman goes out and says a certain thing than a man. But they they were literally saying, like, oh, this is just her being a strong boss. And if a man did it, he would be called, like, tough and strategic. I was like, uh... No, if, like if you told me that Bernie Sanders threw binders at people, <laughs> I wouldn't say like, well, that's another example of his real standards. Nah, You can't. You gotta be like, like yo, Bernie, man. We, we want to see you get better at this. Oh my god! I mean, I mean, those arguments are just getting—I don't even know—stupid, like demented at this point.
0: Bosco, I want to—I want to ask you something though, really quick, because um, this kind of stuff always uh, you know, fascinates me. I remember I was. I was reading an interview with Scarface, the rapper from Houston, and the interviewer was like, yo, you know, um, you ever feel like you're glorifying drugs in your music? And he's like, no, absolutely not, because I actually did that shit. And what he said was, uh, I remember when being a drug dealer wasn't cool. Like your mans, your two homies on your block, their parents didn't want them to hang out with you. Like, you couldn't go in their yard. Like, the shit wasn't cool. Like, you were ostracized. You were made to feel that way. Um, do you ever feel like that being a democratic socialist in 2019? <laughs> it's like the, you know what I mean? Yard. Like, what's it like to go from the, the, you know, the early days, the heady days, right? <laughs> Where it's it, like, literally, it, it's, people it's call the you... Way. Yes, go ahead. Sorry. Now I would say it's
2: funny they were they were asking Scarface's none of his lyrics are glorifying drugs. None of the, no. none of the you know get no. a voice off is that either, you know? No,
0: that's wrong. Yeah, but yeah. that's the that but that's what he's saying, right? He's like just cuz I'm talking about drugs, it's like he but basically he's like I can't glorify drugs cuz I know what it's like to be that person who's done that. It's nothing glorious about it. You know that's that's what his point was to the interview, like, well, basically calling the guy stupid. But you know, but like, what's it what's it like to 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 go from what you've seen it be, where literally "kami" was a cuss word, or it was like it was, yeah. You know, I'm sorry, it was it was in the the range of words that you use for somebody when you want to just completely disparage them, dismiss them, make them useless. To now where it's like it's I don't want to say it's the thing but it's a thing that matters and people have to take it seriously.
2: Yeah, I think for me the key thing is not to treat it like a subculture. Don't treat it like, "Hey, I know something. I know more than you. I've been around for longer. I know the lingo better. You're misusing it." The kind of condescension that could easily come from, you know, knowing something a little bit, you know, more and having a little bit more experience. And obviously, the key thing for me, I was I was talking to Michael about this earlier. Like I am probably less secure in my politics than I was in the past, you know, because it's kind of like the cycle of being being a kid. You know, yeah. you're a 16, 17 years old. You are convinced you figured it all out, you know, and then obviously by the time you hit your late 20s, you're less certain, right? right? Even as you actually have seen a lot more of life. I think the same thing should go for someone's political evolution. And I think a lot of the new socialists are in this kind of teenage- phase or they remind me of my my nephew who I like put on to stuff and then like two months later he clearly just like read a wikipedia article and he's telling me about you know how it is? Yeah. Yep. Or like A <laughs> first album. I'm like, I gave you that album like two years ago.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, but um AZ's
1: first album's underrated. Yeah. No.
2: It's it's yes. it's it's, it, it's it's a great album. It's better than Reasonable Doubt. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. No, I don't think I don't know oh, actually. Jesus that.
1: Christ. <laughs> I'm not, I, 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 know. I like that. I like it's that take. I'm album. not mad at that it's take at all. Album. I just wanted no, to see. And, like, I just wanted to see Waz get a hissy fit going. And when we were kids, he was
2: in all the Sprite commercials. Like A <laughs> Z was was commercial
1: yeah he was a big deal
2: uh, he needed
1: a better manager
2: he needed a uh, a puffy or a dame, a dame uh,
1: yeah yeah i talked uh, to somebody once who knew uh it was a weird i literally talked to a guy who knew az at like a yoga retreat it's a long story but he told me this is a long this is already probably like 12 years ago or something i was really young he was like He just said. He said, "You know what it is?" He said, "AZ gets how good he is, but he doesn't really get how good he is." I thought that was fascinating. Well, it's very simple, Mike. Ego, and he knows he's cool, and he knows he's talented, but he doesn't really get that he could be great.
0: Because here's the thing. Here's the thing about a guy like. Jay-Z, not Jay-Z, a guy like Dane Dash, a guy like Puff, a guy like Bernie. Um, People talk shit about self-promotion. Not everybody has the fucking stomach for it, right? Like, not everybody can go. It's not like Bernie's the first person to want to espouse these ideas, but he's like, you know what? I can get in front of a camera and make this shit about me and these ideas, and I can sell it. Not everybody does it. We t- not everybody has it within them, right? Like people talk shit about certain skills and abilities, but like the at the end of the day, um, you can't do what DJ Khaled does. Even no. if you tried, you wouldn't have the stomach to just embarrass yourself in public to do all of these things. Sometimes, like that's right. the bottom line. You need somebody who's gonna promote, who is going to promote shamelessly, tirelessly. You know, from dawn till dusk, right? Um, and those people are special, I'm sorry, man. Like, not everybody has the ability to do what Bernie's doing for the the messages that he's trying to carry him and put forth. You know, there's been plenty of people who wanted to give people health care. There's been plenty of people that want to make college more affordable. Plenty of people who want to get at, you know, all these tax havens and how often these rich people get to get off scot free without contributing a, a fucking dime to what we do around here as a society but not everybody has the fucking gumption or the stomach for it man and you know even somebody like puff or dame and you know as crazy as it is i'm comparing bernie to them but it's just this it's the same two sides of the same coin man it's like getting out there being loud enough um being brave enough to take the bullets because you're gonna be the one out front so you're gonna take the hits like yo it's important but being
2: a great mc isn't the same thing as making great music like but, even, even like Nas, I yeah, any that up, too. Up, up, <laughs> no, but always, would would say hands down, Nas is a way better MC than Jay Z. I'm a huge Nas fan. I probably have to admit by now, especially looking at the, the end of their career, the final third. Um, you know, Jay Z makes better music, music that stays around. I'm telling
1: if you is well, the argument for me has actually always come down to this: that I I will I just don't think as a rapper, as an MC, that Nas is beatable when he's at his best by anybody. But yeah, I mean, in terms of a total music package, I don't know if it's as clear as that, but I mean, that's a... That is a much bigger question mark for me but, as a Nas stand. But but it does, it, does, <laughs> it does connect to the Bernie thing,
2: because even if you look at Bernie, right, right, he uses the most simplistic vocabulary of any presidential candidate. He repeats the same lines over and over again. He took his version of right. socialist thought that he learned back in the 60s and 70s and even a little bit before that. And he... <laughs> Has stuck to it. He's refined it. He's turned it into talking points. You yeah. know, he's not a man who reads much. You know, I mean, he doesn't seem like that right. kind of right. super heavy intellectual that, that the socialist left is used to. And right. that's a good thing. Definitely. That's why he's better. He's been honing and perfecting a craft and figuring out how to connect with people. And he's been spending less time on on policy. And that that I makes him more. I think what you're
0: saying is, is that Chomsky people. couldn't have done this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, sure. I, I got a question. Actually, uh, that's a good way to round up uh, to maybe end this, but we should definitely do more of these. But um, uh, Chris Ryan asked me on his show, uh, uh, tangentially speaking, which I, I, Chris Ryan's an interesting dude, so shouts to him. But uh, he asked me, he said, Do you think that the world would be a different place if Noam Chomsky had the charisma of Howard Stern? I think he kind of does. He is he's a charisma. He's got charisma. the, I think got the he's, charisma of how.
2: Yeah. Well, no. I got, someone, someone was telling me, oh, you know, Noam Chomsky has a young wife. Young know, wife. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm email buddies with him, but I don't really know him. So I was like, oh shit, I don't know what's going on. He he's does. So he's got, I Found out his wife a, is like pres- in her late fifties. I know for him that's young, but it's not like people are making yeah, it sound yeah. like he's having sex with like a twenty year old. No, no, know. I mean, I don't know if he's still up for it anymore. She was. <laughs>
1: She there's a good video. She's a Workers' Party activist, I think. Yeah, that, she's cool. She was translating for him after he visited Lula in prison and called, correctly, Lula the most prominent political prisoner in the world. But, all right, but, why? don't give just, me the anti-charisma cop-out. We know what we mean when we say Howard Stern charisma.
0: No, I'm no, no, no. I, no, 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 no. I'm just saying I, I think the difference between – I'm not saying Noam Chomsky has no charisma. I just don't know that he has the stomach to – to be a politician. <laughs> like that shit, man, it takes a certain gutlessness at a certain point <laughs> to do this shit. <laughs> like, honestly, like that's what it comes down to. And I think with, with Howard, the thing about the difference between Howard and Chomsky is that like Howard will say shit that pisses you off in such a way that you like it. No, Chomsky's just gonna piss you off. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it's like, yeah. He's just gonna piss you off. Like, they're, like he's not gonna make you like the fact that he's pissing you off and he's exposing this thing, you know, that you don't want to confront, right? Uh, whether it be as a society or as an individual. Um, I think Howard has always just been good at getting people to like the. What is perceived to be wild shit that he says, you know, like he's he's just always been good at that.
1: Remember the how? Well, the way I answered that question and wrap up in true shameless fashion was I said, "Well, we're about to find out." (laughs) (laughs) Such an asshole. All right, Uh, guys, this was so good. Uh, Obviously, uh, you if you haven't yet, you gotta subscribe to Woke Bros. Don't miss a single episode of Waz and I or the Monday Black Opinions Matter show, which is also great, obviously. You can find me, of course, at The Michael Brooks Show, TMBS. We are, as of now, we're nine away from our first 2,000 patrons. You get a ton of extra content. Patreon yourself up, uh, patreon.com slash TMBS, and you'll hear both, of course, Waz and Bosco are there regularly this Friday, actually special edition because we're off next week of tmbs and waz is going to be calling in uh just uh i'll I'll throw to you in a second waz for all the other important amazing count the ding shows one of them i was mentioning earlier uh back to back with uh with waz's uh masturbation conversion um (laughs) besides that Get your tickets. There's no, I mean, especially if you if you're a woke bros listener, it would be insane to miss the Michael Brooks live show April 20th at the Bootleg Theater with Waz Anna Kasparian, and Nando Vila. Go to the dot uh, and get your tickets there. There's also Eventbrite tickets, and we'll be tweeting it out. They're going quick. I would, and of course, we'll have a link in the description. So snack them up. Uh, As quickly as you listen to this pod, while you're listening to this pod, go buy that. And also, stop being fucking lazy. The idea of seeing Waz in Boston is innately funny.
0: Yes, I need to. I need to go see my my brothers, man. My my spiritual brothers at the in the mecca of the white American bro, man. I, I gotta go see those brothers out there, man, and sisters too. I'm gonna I'm gonna say hi to the sisters as well. Oh uh, yeah, hi,
1: hi. You're so funny. <laughs> but yeah, man, just
0: just just make sure you guys get your tickets ASAP, Lee. Man, those things are moving fast. i think mean, you're gonna With be Joe, mad. don't you?
1: Do you think that you shouldn't be a ball hog, though? Seriously?
0: I'm just uh, yeah. Getting you ready for plastic, man. That's why we love the socialists and the communists, brother. Is that what it's <laughs> about it's not hogging that ball, brother. It's about not hogging them billions now, spread the wealth now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, man, just make sure y'all get those tickets uh, March 2nd. That should be dope. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We want to cheat this damn algorithm. Bring our shit to the top of the pops, man. And that's for this show, of course. Um, Obviously, you're you're listening to the Bomb Feed. Um, Go out there, subscribe to the Daily Ding, as well as... uh, Key and Fai, he's NFL pod, The Interceptible with Zach Harper, The House of Strauss with Ether Show with Strauss and Packing Knives with Tom Habistro and Kevin Arnavance, man. Um, For Boscar, for Michael, I'm Big Waz. We will see you guys next week. Well, oh, Also, sorry, just real quick, Jacobin Magazine,
1: we'll have a link to it, all the ways you can find yes. uh, Boscar. You can read his columns all over the place, including even the fucking New York Times sometimes. Find him, we'll have a link for that and uh and and yeah just just i mean frankly this show should be getting really big i'm just gonna say it bluntly so (laughs) like review and share peace and love everybody thank you